0: This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I want to welcome you to the radio program, Warning. Also, those that are watching on television, social media, for our Warning Shortwave program, welcome. I have a special guest with me, Dr. Emmanuel Ziga. He's the president and founder, as well as a general overseer of Grace for All Nations Ministries International. Also, Grace Business Forum International. And the founding pastor of Sunshine Christian Church. Dr. Ziga's enthusiasm to encourage ministries, business and political leaders, and other visionaries is noteworthy. The strong gift of prayer and the prophetic mantle on his life explains even more the Christian leader that he is with an exceptional drive for purpose, exploits, integrity, and excellence. He is married to Tiffany, and they reside in the east side of western Washington. Dr. Ziga, welcome to the Warning Program. Thank you, my pleasure. Well, I'll tell you what, apostolically, prophetically, I recognize who you are already. Mm. You were busy today, I was busy today, and the Holy Spirit sort of said, Hey, stop, you guys need to get together. So I appreciate a man of God that is willing to flow with the Holy Spirit. Stop what he has doing, change his schedule. Because with that type of person, you can let God do miracles, A lot of times people interfere with the miracles of God because they don't change their plans. God wants to move and and they don't listen. So I already deeply appreciate you, Dr. Ziga. Thank you. Now, I read some of the things you're involved with. Excellent. I did a little bit of research on you and I like what you're doing for the kingdom. Thank you. We started talking and the conversation was deep. And so I want you just to share where you're at I mean, obviously, I could go into each one of these, but share where you're at, even maybe where you're going, the burden on your heart. You and I have discussed the importance that the bride of Christ must step up to the plate. It takes prayer. It takes being true ambassadors, being able to represent Jesus Christ. Because when he ascended, he's not going to come out of heaven to do our job. We have a job to do. Apostolically, prophetically, as the bride of Christ, we're the salt of the nations. So we have a job to do yet prayer is critical and i shared with you the importance of prayer i know i have fasted several times 42 days because i was going into countries where i was afraid to go like rwanda where they were slaughtering people you know the story in rwanda they killed 1.3 million people in 3 to 6 months god gave me a word for the president in the parliament but it took me 42 days of fasting to overcome my own fear and intimidation and deliver the word So, Dr. Ziga, I want you to share, just as I introduced you, what is God speaking to you? What is your burden right now?
1: Well, thanks so much, and uh, it's a joy to be with you. I also recognize the grace of God on your life, the mantle you carry, the mandate you carry, and the vision you have. I shared a little bit earlier on, on the subject of the industry of the anointing, Yes, how God puts grace on one man. And it produces the different facets of creativity and creative avenues that the Holy Ghost uses to get the job done. Right. So I appreciate you and thank God for people like you. Uh, You literally not just carry the word, but I see the manifestation of the word in reality. Yes. It's tangible form working in your life. And may God bless you and preserve you. And I do feel that the next generations need you. So may God strengthen you and open more doors and also establish roots for you in the nations that will be watered by the spirit by many generations to come. I call you blessed because God has blessed you. Well, thank you. Yeah. I also have had a burden for the nations. But one key I think God has given to you and I and us all is the key of prayer. Yes. He told the disciples, Jesus, in Matthew chapter 16, that I give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever you bind on this earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you lose on this earth shall might have been loose in heaven. Yes. That scripture presents a tremendous amount of authority and power given to man through Christ Jesus. But he said that whatsoever you bind on this earth must have been bound in heaven. Which yes. Is, which means we don't just go binding, we don't just go losing.
0: That's right.
1: We bind based on what heaven has bound.
0: Exactly. And
1: then we enforce that on the earth. Exactly. We lose what heaven has loosed and we enforce that on earth. The key to enforcing all those is the key of prayer. We enforce the authority given to us by heaven. Yes. When heaven speaks our amen, is spray it through. There's a difference between praying about something and praying through something. That's right. You know, many times we pray and it's just about introducing the subject, but it takes the intercession, it takes the consistency, the continuity, and carrying that pregnancy of the spirit through by prayer. And when you have the note of accomplishment, you know it is done. That's right. The church needs to come to that place again. Where we don't just pray about something, but we pray through that thing. It has Uh, to be. It has to be. In the days during the recent presidential election, there were several prophecies being, I would say, released around. And most people just distributed the prophecies. But I was burdened in the course of all that. That everybody is talking about prophecies, prophecies, but nobody's praying the prophecies through. A prophecy is an inspiration from the Holy Spirit. Revealing what exactly the will of God is and what the plans are. It's our responsibility to take those that have been prophesied into our lives to pray them into manifestation. Amen. And so there are many prophecies hanging on around the world, but few praying people taking those because a prophecy is like a seed. which gets into your spirit that must be managed through prophetic pregnancies into manifestations of birthing. Excellent. I pray that God will raise more prophetic midwives who will give birth, who will help inducing the counsel of God into manifestation in the nations. Today, we are people who love prayer, but not everyone wants to pray the price of prayer. Yes. And and nobody wants to spend time with God. We want to spend 45 minutes with a nice preaching. We want to spend three hours watching a movie. Jesus Christ spent 30 years on this earth preparing just for Three years of ministration. No wonder he produced results only what God could do through a man was well prepared and was willing to pray the price and to handle the mandate with commitment, with vision, focus till the end,
0: like Jesus. You're exactly right. I know, I know in an illustration we could say is when the Lord directed Joshua, mm-hmm. he had to walk it through, like you said, yeah. and they had to follow through the instructions from the Lord and walk around Jericho those days to see that manifestation come into reality and the victory. I know I took a team in 2010 to the Capitol six to eight hours a day in serious prayer. And God gave revelation including seeing the octopus over Mm -hmm. Congress touching all of the branches Mm -hmm. of the Capitol, whether it's the Senate, the Supreme Mm -hmm. Court, the House of Representatives, the White House, Mm -hmm. and exactly what demons represented and were inside of those buildings Mm -hmm. and how to come against them. But again, prayer, six to eight hours a day for a solid week, and God continued to give revelation.
1: Most people aren't serious about prayer, Dr. Ziga. Yeah, you know, like I said, this election, the way it turned, uh, many Christians were disappointed Because they heard so much prophecy, but hadn't prayed it through. Yes. So it wasn't because God did not come through. It wasn't because God did not speak. It was because we didn't take it into prayer. Yes. To birth. Yes. To birth. Yes. To birth what heaven had already released. The word of the Lord comes by prophecy, and that's the seed. We have to nurture it by prayer, by intercession, with thanksgiving, and expectation, and hope with faith and willing to wait for the Holy Spirit to bring to pass what heaven...
0: I think that's why they call it spiritual warfare. Yeah. We are in a battle. Yeah. And the reality is much of the church doesn't know how to battle anymore. We've got to get right back to the Mm. basics. Mm. If we want to say boot camp, Mm. we must know how to intercede. We must know how to pray. And what you said about binding and loosing, we must know what the will of God is. We can't get out of it and pretend we make up our own rules. That's so important. I know I wrote articles on binding and loosing. Mm-hmm. No, that's excellent, Dr. Ziga. I know that you're going off on some trips, and I know you have a burden and a mantle and assignment on what you're supposed to accomplish. Mm-hmm.
1: You want to share some of that? One of the nations we are going to is Scotland. Many years ago, the Lord spoke to me and said, I've given you Scotland. Scotland. I've called you into Scotland. Go and redig the wells. So I shared a little bit earlier that I was speaking in a conference in Manchester, England, and there was a prophet who came from Scotland to attend the conference. After the conference, he invited me to come to Scotland. Very naively, I didn't want to go. Okay, But politely, I kind of accepted and uh, hoping that somehow God will take me out of the engagement because I thought I was busy. And I said to myself, nothing was happening there in Scotland anyway. Well, I was wrong. For three weeks and more, each time I was really deep in prayer in God's presence, I saw that same prophet again and his invitation repeating, like what happened to Paul when he had the dream. Yes. A man from Macedonia, come and help us. The Bible said, and Paul said, for we perceived that the Holy Spirit was leading us to go to Macedonia. So that happened to me. So... One day, I called my friend again from Manchester, and I said, do you remember the prophet who invited me from Scotland? He said, yeah. And I said, can, can you please just call him and tell him if he could get two or three pastors? Uh, I would come. I would I would come because I knew that the Holy Spirit was was putting that nation on my heart over the time. Well, whilst I was on the phone in this conversation, suddenly the Holy Spirit intercepted the phone call. And the the other man was in Manchester, was here in Washington, in Bellevue. And the Lord said, I am not sending you to two or three pastors in Scotland. I'm sending you to the nation and the people of Scotland. Whilst this was going on, the, the telephone handset was still on my ears. And then I saw a vision. I saw a vision of the land of Scotland. And I saw many wells, many wells, but they were all dry without water. I said, Lord, why are these wells without water? He said, these are the wells of the ministries of John Knox, Smith Wigglesworth, and many others, whose ministries should have been the water in the wells for the many generations to be drinking out from now. But the wells are dry. Yes, Go and yes. Redig-, redig the wells. I do believe that God in this season is not only redigging the wells of the past ministries, but he's doing a double portion project. As the wells of our fathers are being redarked, we are also continuing to take the wells dimension to the next level. Good. Uh, because uh, the, the call is like a relay race. You know, our fathers began, we take the baton, we move it into the next level. God came to Moses and said, I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The same vision, the same momentum, the, the same God, different generations. Different people of the same bloodline, we have the same bloodline, the bloodline of Christ yes, and we are to take the mandate from generation to generation. the baton is in our hands, yes, the baton is in our hands we have to connect to to the wells of the old, in other words, don't deviate from the ancient pathways uh, don't 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 walk away from the original platform of the principles of our fathers uh, we must run based on the principles. We are carrying the same vision Paul had. We are carrying the same vision Jesus Christ established. And our children's children will carry the same vision. But the different generations need strong leaders who will not drop the ball or slow the pace or slow the speed. They carry the the vision with the speed of the Spirit, with the light of the Spirit, with the speed of heaven, finishing without distractions, Without giving attention to the things on the left or the right, giving attention to the carnal things of this world will, will bring a slowing down, sometimes a daring to abort the vision. I pray this day that the Lord God of heaven will inspire us, will call those who have been called, who are ready to run to finish well. We must not finish only well, but finish according to the is to the inspiration of God. We should never lose fellowship with the Holy Ghost. He is the one who has been given to us as the only friend of the church, the Holy Spirit, the only companion, the only teacher of the church, the only paracletus of the church, the standby of the church. He is the, the, the friend of the bridegroom who has come to prepare the bride. And he is looking forward, yearning. The Bible says, don't you know that the Holy Ghost yearns jealously? The Holy Ghost is jealous. He's yearning. For the bride to rise up is yearning. Many times we want to see the Holy Ghost, but he wants to see us more than we want to see him. He is a jealous, yearning spirit. And I pray that those who are listening this day remember this, that the Holy Spirit wants to be with you more than you want to be with him. He wants your attention. He wants to, he wants your attention more than you want his attention. He is yearning. He is desirous and, and yield your life to him. Don't just surrender, yield. Many times we, we, we surrender, we don't yield. The difference between surrendering and yielding is that, for example, a policeman overpowers a thief. And because he's overpowered, he surrendered. Yes. But when he has any leeway, he will escape. And he has not yielded. But a man who is yielded when he's arrested, even when there's an opportunity to escape, he doesn't. He stays yielded. Many Christians, when there's an opportunity to escape, sometimes we do. But I pray that we shall move from surrendering to yielding. He, he wants to use yielded vessels, broken vessels, vessels who say like Jesus in Gethsemane, not my will, but your will. May we lay down our wheels today, today, and let the Holy Ghost fill you to overflowing. May he ride the race through you. All he wants is to borrow your human body. Borrow your tongue. Let him feel you. He will finish well. He will do the job.
0: Well, you're exactly right. I know some weeks ago I did a message on the head and the body. Mm. And, you know, we get our direction from the head, but the body has to follow through. And if the body doesn't follow through, the head isn't coming out of heaven to do our job. Mm. We have to follow through. We have to finish well. But we have to, again, fill the wells. Fill the wells, like you said, in Scotland. Because America... Uh, We've, the wells, so many of them are dry. Uh, Israel, so many of them are dry. We've got to fill the wells again. There's got to be a fresh anointing. There's got to be the power of God. There's got to be the Holy Spirit. There's got to be rivers of life flowing all through these places. And I'm so happy that you understand these things. I'm very happy that I met you today, Dr. Ziga. Mm. But we've got to fill the wells again. There's got to be another great awakening. Dr.
1: Ziga? Well, you know, uh, the kingdom is a teamwork. Yes. God is a team player. That's why he never loses a battle. That's right. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, inseparable. Jesus prayed and said, Father, that they may be one, even as we are one. Yes. It's a prayer that has been registered in heaven, but must be answered on the earth. Yes. And the Holy Spirit is here to make us one. Good. Because prayer the, the prayer of Christ must be always be answered. And Christ is looking forward to us being one because he presented that prayer. The Holy Ghost is yearning to make it happen. And when we are one, being one does not necessarily mean we, we all agree. But it also means that we have to disagree to agree. You just have to let go your your own challenges, yes. your questions, yes. your pain. And let's all agree on one thing, that Jesus Christ, he is Lord we agree that he's, he is the head of the church. We agree yes. that he died because of love. And we agree that his love is shared abroad in our hearts towards one another by the Holy Ghost. Once we disagree on what is weakening us and we agree on what is strengthening us, we will finish well. May we continue to work together as a team. The kingdom of God is a team. The, the bride It has a network of the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers. And your network determines your net worth. If we are networked together, that's our value, our worthiness to do anything. And nothing shall be impossible. Nothing shall be stopped when we begin because we are one. And may this oil of oneness, this anointing of oneness this revelation of oneness, this inspiration of oneness, and may this prophetic grace of oneness bind us together, keep us together, lead us together, hold us together, package us together, and give us victory as one people so we can all say, we win, we fought, and God gave us the victory. I'd like to conclude by saying that victory is not a reward, it's a gift of God. For the race is not uh, for the swift. The battle is not for the strong. It is God yes. who, who gives. Yes. So may God give us victory. For every endeavor we invest into, may God, may God take the reward, but give us the victory. We bless him. Amen. Thank you for this opportunity.
0: Amen. Amen. I'll tell you what, ladies and gentlemen, as we get out of the way, then the Holy Spirit can flow through us. Mm. Again, pride, the flesh, my will versus God's will. You know, selfishness is the will of man. Righteousness is the will of God. When God started to change my life and clear in 85, I had to get out of the way. I had to forgive a uh, a person that had done something to my first wife that's with the Lord that uh, in most places they could have executed in most countries. Mm-hmm. I, I had to remove my hate. You know, um, righteous anger is to bring restoration, to bring them to God. Unrighteous anger is for destruction. I had unrighteous anger. I had too much pride. I had to get out of the way. And it took me five years of chastening. Uh, and where finally I recognized my pitiful state. And I said, God, forgive me. God, forgive me. Some people call me a pastor. God, forgive me. And uh, I, I asked God to forgive me. And then he said, leave your gift at the altar and make it right. I knew what he wanted me to do. I didn't feel like it. But faith isn't going by feelings. It's going by the word. Yes. So I talked myself into it. Get up, drive, get out of the car, knock. He opened the door. I said, I've hated you. Will you forgive me? It broke. It broke. And I, and I loved him then like a father. And I went uh, to the church where I was a lay pastor. I was still in law enforcement. I said, some of you have called me pastor, but you know I've hated a man. I've asked God to forgive me. I asked him to forgive me. I want you to forgive me for being a hypocrite. Now follow me as I try to follow Christ. I had my first supernatural dream, Dr. Ziga, that night. I saw myself traveling the nations, meeting with the leaders I do now, uh, speaking to the masses. I saw apocalyptic events. I saw death lines. But I also saw the heart of Christ, which was broken. And I said, Lord, why is your heart broken? He said, because my bride is in love with the world more than me. I said, why, Lord? He said, because of the pastor behind the pulpit. I came out of that with such a deep burden. I started resigning areas of responsibility and started traveling the nations, Basically, in Elijah, John the Baptist ministry, repent and be baptized for the kingdom of God is nigh. Yes. Now, certainly not every pastor, but when we get in the way, God can't flow through us. And your message is get out of the way. Let God flow through you. Let God deal with you. Let him flow through you. And and this is a situation I had to get out of the way. We all have to get out of the way, and we can have the greatest move of God this world has ever seen. Dr. Ziga?
1: Well, you know, the the kingdoms of this world are supposed to become the kingdoms of our Lord and his Christ. That's right. That is the word of the Lord. Yes. So in all the things we do, we need to have that ultimate vision that the kingdoms of this world are designed to become the kingdoms of our God. Amen. It's a design of heaven. That's right. And heaven is expecting us to deliver that. And he's <laughs> given us the anointing to deliver. That's right. He's given us the grace to deliver. Yes. He's given us the covering to deliver. He's given us the inspiration to, to deliver. deliver. The, the, the subject of the Great Commission, you know, when Jesus Christ spoke his last word, his commissioning word to his people, his disciples, his apostles, the, at the church, he said, go into the nations and baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Well, the word baptism is so much more deeper than the word evangelism, the way we see it. We see evangelism as what it is. But God gave Jesus the mandate to be transferred to us, that we are not just to evangelize the nations, but to baptize the nations, to dip the nations in God, in Christ. In the Holy Ghost. That's right. My question is, what does that look like? When a nation is truly baptized in the Holy Ghost. When the nation is truly baptized in Christ. When the nation is truly baptized in God. Because it says clearly, that baptize them in the name of the Father. So what does a nation look like when they are baptized in the Father? What does it look like when a nation is considered baptized in the Son? What does it look like when they are baptized in the Holy Ghost? And the Bible says, and teach them to observe. So all these verbiages from Christ makes me see that it doesn't really look completely like the evangelism we see today.
0: Yes, yes. There must
1: be something deeper than that. That's my prayer today. The Lord, teach us to baptize the nations. What does it look like? How do we make it happen? Is the evangelism strategy working? Is this what exactly you mean? Lord, speak to us. That's where my heart is now. Lord, what does it look like? Show us the way. Amen. And teach us to baptize the nations. Amen. I like that. Disciple of nations,
0: baptizing them. Letting them move with a power and authority that God gave each one of us, if we would just tarry and receive his dunamis, his released energy. Again, I've been having on my program today, Dr. Emmanuel Ziga, founding pastor of Sunshine Christian Church. Where's that located?
1: It's in Bothell. Bothell. Yeah, just close to the freeway, 405, exit 22. If you're in the area,
0: why don't you pay him a visit? Sunshine Christian Church. I think if you have heard his heart, you know that this is a church worth going to. Again, Eagle Saving Nations. Go to my website, www.worldministries.org. www.worldministries.org. Click on Eagle Saving Nations. Subscribe. We need to once again have this transformation, this great awakening, and we want to get into the stadiums and the arenas. We want to see God move and baptize us, as Dr. Ziga said, baptize this nation. God richly bless you. I'll see you tomorrow.
2: Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org.